Well, this morning being Father's Day, I thought it would be really good for us to talk about our Heavenly Father. After all, who is better than our own Heavenly Father's a father example to talk about on this Father's Day? And to refer to a passage of Scripture that reveals truth about him, I thought, well, what better Scripture that comes to mind about our Father than in the Lord's Prayer? We start the Lord's Prayer with our Father who art in heaven. And so I thought as I was just looking at this prayer afresh uh, this week, I just kind of picked out a few little thoughts there uh, just to help us focus on our Heavenly Father today, the greatest Father, our Heavenly Father. So Matthew 6, 9 to 13, I'm going to read it out of the King James Version because we're a little bit more familiar uh, with that passage rendering. And it says, After this manner, therefore pray ye, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. That's probably one of the most familiar passages of Scripture that we all know. And lots of people use that prayer, and if they're not church people, they use that prayer, they pray that prayer, and they mean it from their hearts. But I hope you recognize that aspect of acknowledging our Heavenly Father as we pray. So that as we pray, we are praying to a Heavenly Father. Now, throughout the centuries, people have called on our Heavenly Father in prayer and have acknowledged that He is more than just an earthly father but a heavenly father that deserves our respect and our reverence. In Scripture, he's referred to as a holy God, a God that is to be honored, a God that is to be revered. He is worthy of our worship, our adoration, our praise, and so much more. But I hope you catch this truth in this prayer that our heavenly father is obviously a father that wants relationship with us. He wants us to call him our heavenly Father, suggesting a relationship, suggesting an intimacy that he is desiring with us, a person that we should be able to feel comfortable with, that we can approach him with all of our requests. Our Heavenly Father is a good Father, and he wants us to come to him and all, with all of our troubles, with all of our fears, with all of our requests, with all of our wants. And if, it, if that wasn't the truth, then Jesus would never have told us, well, they said, teach us how to pray. When he said, start by saying, our Father, who art in heaven. Start calling on our Father in heaven. And as you read through chapter 6 of Matthew and chapter 7 of Matthew, you see that Jesus is continuing to talk to us about prayer. And he says, keep asking, keep seeking, keep knocking, because we have a heavenly Father that desires good things for each and every one of us. Matthew 7 Verses 9 to 11, follow those verses where it says to ask, seek, and knock. And it says, you parents, if you have children and they ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? Or if they ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask him? Amen. So our Heavenly Father is a good Father. 
He has our best interests in mind. Even in the Lord's Prayer, we see that our Heavenly Father is wanting us to come to him and to come into his kingdom to pray that his will would be done just as it's done in heaven that it would be done here on earth. And if we would only realize, you know, our Heavenly Father wants to do good things for you and I. Now, I realize throughout history there's been those who have misrepresented our Heavenly Father and presented him as somebody who is unfair or cruel or angry, a taskmaster, uh, a God who is far away and not concerned about us. Some have even portrayed our Heavenly Father as abusive, uncaring, absent from our lives, preferring certain people over other people. Now, this week we'll be celebrating National Indigenous Peoples Day, and that should be a reminder that some of our Indigenous brothers and sisters have experienced a wrongful representation of our Heavenly Father. They didn't see him as a father who loved them, but more of a father to be feared and a father who abused. And so we want to make sure that we present the right Father of Heaven that loves all people, that loves all cultures, that loves everyone. And we need to realize, even as earthly fathers, that sometimes as earthly fathers, we have misrepresented it. Our Heavenly Father being cruel or, or being abusive. And, you know, I've heard so many stories over these past months of uh, where, where fathers didn't do the things they should have been doing in their homes and, and contributed to people struggling with their faith. I had this one person that came to me and said, Pastor, I, I can't go to church. I love God. I, I really do. But, you know, see, Pastor, my dad was a pastor. And he was an alcoholic, and he hid that from the congregation. He was abusive. He'd beat my mom, and he would beat us. And then on Sunday, he would just stand before the people as if he was so righteous and so holy. Pastor, I just can't come to church. I know him. I know the Lord. I know the peace you're talking about. But I just can't come to church. And so sometimes, you know, there's those misrepresentations of fathers. And, you know, if you have a home that you're blessed by a father... Man, you really need to recognize that and really need to thank God for that. But that's something we want to correct, and that's a challenge for us today that as Christians and people of this church, that we would be good representatives of our Heavenly Father, that we may represent Him well. The God who cares, the God who wants to intervene in our lives and give us good things. You know, even in this church, uh, we have so many good examples of fathers here in this church. I woke up this morning about 3 o'clock, and it was just like the Lord was just taking me through the whole congregation. And I was making it my way around, and the Lord just showed me, there's a good father. This person's a good father. They're going through this or going through that, but this is a good father. And I, and I, and I, I kind of made the mistake, saying, Lord, I'm trying to sleep. And so it ended real quick, just like that, as soon as I said that, and I didn't see the rest of it. But uh, we have good fathers here. I don't need God to tell me that. I know that. I see that. And we are blessed by the men that we have in this church. If you're new here, you'll look around and you say, well, there's a lot of men in church here. Usually when I go to church, you don't see too many men. It's all women. There's a lot of men in this church, and we are very, very blessed to have so many men in our church. And we salute you as fathers in this place. We salute you as men in this place and are very thankful for you. But on this Father's Day, I just want to take some time to talk about the ultimate father. 
our heavenly Father, that really does love us and care about us. Now, obviously, we don't have time to go through all the characteristics of our Heavenly Father, as that would take us a lot of time. Probably would be a great series. Maybe we should do that as a series. But I just want to just take a few thoughts out of the Lord's Prayer that kind of show us who our Heavenly Father really is. And one of the first things that I see as I, as I go over the Lord's Prayer, it doesn't actually say this, but our Heavenly Father loves us. See, it's kind of obvious as you read that prayer that we have a father that loves us. It doesn't state it, but when you start reading all the things that he will do for us, that's telling us, you know what, he loves us. Matthew 6, 9, pray like this, our father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. See, we're invited to pray to him. We're invited to tell him of our needs. We're invited to, you know, ask him for guidance. We're invited to talk with him and to bring all of our needs and all of our requests and all of our thoughts to him. That's a good father. That's a good father that would invite us to say, you know what, I'm not too busy to hear your heart's cry. You're welcome to come to me and call on me. That's a wonderful father. He must love us as he invites us to come to him in prayer. And, of course, we can look at many other scriptures that would, of course, support that fact that we have a heavenly Father that loves us. John 3.16, another one of the most common scriptures that most people know in our world, even if they're not church people. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. That is love. Loved us so much that he sent his Son, Jesus, to come into our world, to pay the price of our sin, which was death, that we might have life, everlasting life. That's a good father. That's a good father. There's so many passages of scriptures that really talk about that aspect that our heavenly father loves us. Psalm 103, 8 and 11 says, The Lord is compassionate and merciful, slow to get angry, and filled with unfailing love. He will not constantly accuse us, nor remain angry forever. He does not punish us for all of our sins. He does not deal harshly with us as we deserve. For his unfailing love towards those who fear him is as great as the height of the heavens above the earth. You can't measure it, friends. That's how great our heavenly Father loves us. So, friends, I really hope you understand that this morning that he welcomes you to come to him and to cry out to him because he's a father that will listen to you. He's a father that loves you and a father that cares about you. We have a loving father. He's approachable. We don't have to be afraid of him. We don't have to be shy of him. Uh, we don't have to think, oh, well, he would never listen to me. He welcomes us to come. Jesus says, if you're going to pray, start there. Call on the father. Call on the father to intervene and your life. And so that tells us we have a loving, heavenly Father. A second quality that is shown to us in the Lord's Prayer is that we have a heavenly Father that will provide. Matthew 6, 11, give us today the food we need. Give us this day our daily bread. Our Father is interested in our daily activities. God is interested in our daily needs that we experience. And as a good Father... He wants to help us with the daily needs 
that life brings. And he wants us to come to him and pray about those things because he really does want to help us. Obviously, he wants to be involved in our lives daily, and no request is too big or too small for him to hear. Our Heavenly Father wants to be involved with us, you know, every day, right down to those even little tiny needs that come sometimes each day. So whatever need might be that you might have, our Father is interested in that. And he wants you to come to him. He says, come, call on me. Call on me for that daily bread. Call on me for those things that you're looking for that you need today. Because I'm interested in your life today and every other day as well. We have a good Heavenly Father. And He's able to intervene in our lives in big ways and in small ways. And does want to be involved in our lives because He's the one inviting us. Come. Come. This is how you should pray. Ephesians 3.20 says, Now all glory to God who is able through His mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or even think. You know, sometimes we don't ask God for things because we've already decided in our minds that can't happen. No, that's not going to take place, and so no sense even praying about it. But we need to pray about it because God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or even think. He is a God of the impossible. There is nothing that's too hard for him to do. And, and so he tells us, come to me. You know, as you look at the names of God, one of the names of God is Jehovah Jireh, the Lord provides. That's who he is. That's who he is. So if you have a need today, call on your heavenly father. He is a provider and he wants to help you today and intervene in your life today. First Timothy 6, 17 says that your trust should be in God who richly gives us all we need for our enjoyment. You know, sometimes we don't like to ask for God for things that, you know, because I just want to enjoy some life. Uh, we sometimes just stick it to needs. But God says, look, invite me to come in. Not only can I meet your needs, I can also give you things that will bring enjoyment in your life as well. See, a father wants you to enjoy life. He wants you even to have things that you enjoy and, and appreciate and, and have fun things to do. That's a good father. He wants those things. He's interested in you. And the Lord's Prayer, it reminds us that we have a heavenly father that does want to provide. Not just for your needs, sometimes even more where we get into that land of blessing, those blessings that come from God. The Bible says every good and perfect gift, it comes from above. It doesn't come from somewhere else. No, it comes from Him. He's the one that's behind it. So our Heavenly Father desires to give good gifts to us. He wants to help us with all of our daily needs and more. And so as we pray, give us this day our daily bread. Remember, you have a heavenly father that wants to provide for you. Then third in this Lord's Prayer, we see that our heavenly father forgives. He is a forgiving God. Matthew 6, verse 12, And forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those who have sinned against us. Forgive us our trespasses. You know, our heavenly father loves us so much that he wants to forgive us of all of our sins. And I think that's a great example for all of us as fathers and people to be forgiving like our Heavenly Father. And when he forgives, he forgives all sin. He doesn't pick or choose. He doesn't say some of those sins can be forgiven and some sins cannot. But when we confess and repent of our sins, he forgives us. 
1 John 1, 9, but if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness or unrighteousness. Again, a beautiful picture of our Heavenly Father. He doesn't hold a grudge against us. He doesn't hold on to an offense. He doesn't refuse to forgive. No, our Father forgives us of our sins and he remembers them no more. He doesn't keep up bringing up our past or our failures where, you know, we made our mistakes. He forgives us. Psalm 103, beautiful psalm. Talks a lot about our Heavenly Father. It says in these words in verse 9, it says, He will not constantly accuse us, nor remain angry forever. He does not punish us for all of our sins. He does not deal harshly with us as we deserve. He has removed our sins as far as the east is from the west. East and west are never meant to, to meet. They're gone. That's what he's saying. So when our Heavenly Father forgives us our offense, our sin, our transgression, our trespasses are gone. It's gone. It's not brought up again. It's not thrown in our face again. We are forgiven as just as though we'd never sinned. That's who our Heavenly Father is. Father forgives. The Father wants to restore. wants to, us to follow His example to be forgiving as well. Now, I realize that forgiveness may not always be easy, especially when you experience abuse or, that's, or, or, or something other terrible or a trauma that you've gone through in your life. But the only way you're going to get that is through a Heavenly Father that understands, that can come and, and bring into our lives a comfort and a peace and a healing that no one else can give. Because there will be things that will happen to you in life that you're going to struggle with when it comes to forgiveness. But when you experience his forgiveness, it's a forgiveness that is not like the world's forgiveness. It is a perfect forgiveness. And when you experience his forgiveness, that then allows you and helps you to forgive others. That's a beautiful Heavenly Father. He wants us to forgive us, and he wants to help us to forgive others. So that's something, as we pray that, to be reminded of that. Lord, forgive us of our sins. Forgive us of our trespasses as we try to forgive those who sin against us. That's what our Father does. He's a great help in that area. If you're needing forgiveness today, if you've been going through something or you failed in a certain area and the enemy is just putting you through the ringer and putting condemnation on you, that's what the enemy likes to do. That's not God. God's not going to condemn you. God's going to welcome you say, come to me. I want to deal with that, and I want to remove that out of your life. And so if you need forgiveness today, come to him. He'll forgive you. And then lastly for today, we need to realize from the Lord's Prayer that our Heavenly Father wants to guide us, lead us, intervene in our lives, showing us that we're not alone and that he is working on our behalf. It says in the Lord's Prayer, and don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. So our Heavenly Father is concerned about those temptations that we're going to face. And he wants to help us and he wants to deliver us from the evil that is planned against us. We need to realize there is evil planned against you. There's a lot of evil going on in our world. There's a lot of evil happening around us. And it happens in every place. There's lots of it. But he says, I want you to pray to me because I can help you with that as well. 
I can help you with the temptations that you're facing each day. I can help you with the evil that is being planned against you to spare you, to watch over you, to care for you, and to guide your steps that you don't go to those kinds of places. That's what he does. That's what he does. He does. He wants to help us. He wants to deliver us from evil. He wants to deliver us from the tempter himself, the devil. And he will direct us. He will lead us. He will guide us. It's so important that we listen to him and keep that communication line open with our father because our father will help spare us from many of the dangers and the evils that are in this world. As earthly fathers, we often do the same thing. We try to do our best to help our kids and say, you know, don't go down this path. And, you know, because we're sparing you a lot of pain and a lot of uh, trouble if you'll listen to us. Sometimes your kids listen. Sometimes they don't. And they learn that, you know what? Dad was right. Mom was right. That's what good parents do. And our Heavenly Father does the same thing. He speaks to us and he talks to us and he tries to tell us, look, there are things you shouldn't do. There are places you shouldn't go. And he will lead you. He will guide you. That's what he does. You know, and I realize sometimes, you know, life can get the better of us and sometimes we'll yield to temptations and, you know, we, we get ourselves in a mess and we kind of feel, oh, there's no way out. And that's where the devil always likes to mess with their minds. A lot of people that commit suicide, they think there's no way out. There's no other way. And that's the enemy talking. That's not God talking to you. That's the enemy talking to you. God is saying, I have a way out for you. <coughs> I have a way out for you. And he will lead us away from temptation. He will lead us away from evil. He'll forgive us. He'll restore us. He's able to make a way where there seems to be no way. He's a God that brings it out of the miry clay and sets her feet upon a rock to stay. He's a God that comes into that pit of despair, that pit in the mud where we feel stuck, and he lifts us out of that pit. That's who our Heavenly Father is. That's who he is. He's the good shepherd that watches over you and I. Psalm 23, another Familiar passage of scripture, a lot of people. It says, he lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths. He brings honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid for you're close beside me. Your rod, your staff, protect and comfort me. He is a God who guides us, leads us to right places comforting places, peaceful places, places that are good for us. That's what our Heavenly Father does. Our Heavenly Father goes with us, and He wants to be with us, and He helps us, and He guides us, that we might be victorious, and that we might rise above temptation, and not be harmed by the evil that He meant for us. That's our Heavenly Father. Now, we could go on talking about our Heavenly Father, and it would be a great series just to enjoy but let's use this day as we think of our fathers to also think of our Heavenly Father. He really does care about us. He really does love us. He really does. He really does. You know, this morning, 